Hello, and thanks for joining today's episode of the Founders Corner podcast, hosted by AJ Prasad. Join AJ as he sits down with healthcare professionals to discuss ways of improving their marketing efforts. As an entrepreneur and proud owner of several seven-figure web-based businesses, AJ has now dedicated himself to helping healthcare professionals in building up their practices. If you would like to contact AJ and become a guest on the Founders Corner podcast, fill out the form on our website. In today's episode, AJ will be speaking with Dr. Walid Michelin, Chief Medical Officer of Allegria Health and Wellness. He has been a key proponent of many initiatives that have led to a significant decrease in hospitalizations and emergency room visits while improving patient satisfaction and medication adherence. Enjoy the show. Dr. Michelin, uh, why don't you tell us something about your business so that you know, our audience can relate to, you know, whether it is relevant for them or not. So my name is uh, uh, Walid Mashalin. I'm a physician, uh, a Dominican, came here very early. I'm a graduate of Cornell. I trained in primary care and in rheumatology at uh, Montefiore Hospital. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've had, uh, besides clinical practice, I've been in numerous uh leadership positions um, in healthcare as a medical director of a number of hospitals, uh, as well as an HMO uh, and the chief medical officer actually for New York City's Health and Hospital Corporation. And as the Mm -hmm. founder and CEO and chief medical officer of uh, Gotham Health. Um, Okay. So uh, now on a uh, I'm on a part-time basis. I'm the medical director of Allegria Health and Wellness Center, which is a, mm-hmm. a health center located in the South Bronx, which I'm sure many of the listeners know is one of the, not just the poorest, but one of the sickest uh, counties uh, in the country. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, the highest incidence of uh, of asthma and, and uh, COPD, et cetera. And, you know, we did that on purpose because we wanna not just serve that population uh, because they're very much underserved. We did a marketing analysis before we picked the site um, mm-hmm. and uh, tailor our services uh, uh, around the needs of that population. So of course we have internal medicine we have uh, prenatal care and uh, uh, GYN services. We do have uh, pediatrics uh, services as well because it's a relatively young uh, population. And um, we also um, have dental services because that's a huge, huge need there. And another huge, huge need is that there's a high incidence and prevalence of cancers, many undiagnosed. So we had a full-fledged oncology service as well as uh, uh, infusion suites for rheumatic diseases and oncological diseases and and other uh, diseases as well. And we have a number Mm -hmm. of multi-specialties there. So, you know, we're new in the the neighborhood and we have quite a few challenges that we're hoping are marketing uh, could help us, mm-hmm. so, which is why uh, you and I are talking at, at this point. Okay, perfect, perfect. So, so it looks like you have a really comprehensive healthcare services that you will be uh, you are uh, providing. You know, uh, there. So, so are these all? Just I'm curious. Are these all like? Do you have a full time people, or or do you have like part time or volunteers? How how does it work? Your organization. In Bronx right now. Yes, it, it's not volunteer. The, mm-hmm. the bulk, our main services, um, internal medicine, uh, GYN, and pediatrics um, is uh, full-time staff. Uh, the, the specialties that I described are part-time and the, you know, based on the needs of that population and the referrals that we get. Uh, as if the volume increases for specialty care, then they will become uh, part-time. 
but otherwise right now it's only our basic primary care services that are that are full-time okay perfect perfect good so i totally understand your business i mean uh, first thing uh, you know i i must say that i'm very impressed that that you have deliberately uh, opted to go and 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 work on the underserved area because we as we know being the richest country in the world still we have a very significant percent of population who don't even have basic uh, healthcare services so uh, i must say congratulations i'm very impressed with what you're doing so so having said that dr michelin let's go to your questions sure uh so you know we're brand new there and we have to get ourselves uh, known you know uh mm -hmm. and plus the population is culturally mixed so it's it's primarily african-american and latino mm -hmm. but the, the latino population is a mix of uh, puerto ricans dominicans mexicans and central americans and there's mm -hmm. also a West Indian uh, population, and I think a small group of Southeast Asians as well that's just starting to to come through. So, uh, you know, to start with that question is, how do you you know market to a multicultural patient population that you know in a way that's not super costly, you know? Yeah, that I I can see what uh, challenge you are facing. Uh, so I will tell you that uh, the first thing is is we you will need to out to have an outreach to these individual segments because unfortunately and and I being an immigrant myself I understand that on that you know many of these immigrant uh, section it's it's not only that you have the population of you know certain you know ethnic group or from the from different areas but they also don't mix so it's not like you know they have a tendency and i'm assuming that is very similar there where the, where you will see hispanics are generally uh, living closer to the hispanic um, um, population and african americans are living african american probably are more uh, spread out because they are it's ethnicity but they you know there's not a new immigration population at least in southern california where i am right now where there's a high very high concentration of you will see that hispanic or african-american uh, even asians have started to become that you know very concentrated in one area so is it do you have a similar situation there also i'm sorry here that's what do, do we have a what there so so, so are the people uh, of different ethnic group, they are li living much closer to each other. Like it's more like a community of their own, or, or yes, is, it, they, is it like? Yes, yeah. so they're in sort of clusters. Uh, that yes, they are. Yeah. Okay. So, so there are a couple of things. So one thing is that uh, generally speaking, you will always have a group of um, you can say. You know, I'm trying to find the right word. You know, I that it keeps on coming leaders, and I don't mean the the leaders in the traditional sense, but but there are always you have ethnic you know organizations. They have you know they they have activities, uh, organizations with with very targeted activities to specific ethnic groups. So you could you may want to to definitely identify that group so that you you know there. Uh, you can reach out to them, and by the way, you uh, obviously you will have to have your uh, the website in in all the languages because if you have new immigrants, uh, English may not be their primary language, and they may not understand that. But the idea is the first you want to prepare yourself, your business, make sure your website is multilingual, so so that uh, anyone has access to it. Uh, you have to make sure that you, in your operation you have someone who can speak different languages uh you know for you know when you have all that uh for the ethnic groups uh, uh and and once you so that is the almost like a basic that you have to have uh right. and after that say you you 
you see if you can identify you know the uh, the community uh, you know groups association activities where where you you can go and address i mean the good news is that you are not selling some kind of gadget you are you are offering mm-hmm. something that is very important so i can very easily see that you uh, that you are organizing you can go as a you know uh, as a speaker and talk to these when whenever they have these these gatherings which is always happens in the ethnic group uh, african american population will be a little bit hard but you know i'm sure that you can find some some local leaders to reach out to them so that will be the i would say you have to to use the um, you know the community uh, all these community you would find that they will always have some sort of newspaper uh, it it is surprising how much the newspaper is you know you have community based newspaper so someone will have to identify those and you you can either have articles written there you can do some press releases uh and you can even advertise to announce yourself there uh and and uh, so i think that that's how you have to you almost have to have <laughs> dr mishran a strategy for each community there there won't be a, a shortcut that we say okay this is a blanket plan and we would do it you almost have to say okay let's look at this community and and see you know how where they congregate is how what is the best way to reach out to them and you 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 need to do that uh, reach out and yeah, and I, uh, yeah? I, yeah yeah i think you're totally right if you take the latino population people assume mm-hmm. that it's very homogeneous but uh, you can't market the same way to let's say a dominican that you do to a mexican unnecessarily exactly you have to be you have to be very target uh, specific uh with them uh so yeah. I, i think you make a very good point yeah i mean i you see uh, this is uh, i think the first generation immigrant immigrant uh, that is how they settled in america i mean i noticed uh, you know i'm a first generation immigrant from india me too and i, I mean that, from the i'm first generation also so yeah from india no 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 from dominican republic but first generation okay right so so now you know you would see that when you have the when you are the first first generation uh, even there are sub communities right within for india for sure because there are a lot of people now from india and so so there are even sub communities within even the indian now population so uh, it's it's kind of interesting so so again so understanding each segment that you are uh, that you want to address and uh, and reaching out now i'm telling you it sounds very complex what i'm saying it probably is not because it's not like you have hundreds of uh, ideas but you would need someone who understands the local communities uh, who who can guide you in terms of uh, reaching out you know how do you reach out to them but yes uh, um, uh, like i said this your your standard almost like starting point needs to be someone who can speak their language and your website that they can read in their language uh, and then then you know have a, a program to reach out to them uh, the newspapers would be ideal if you have it and then also it depends on you how much you are uh, you are comfortable or someone from your organization can go and talk to them and do some volunteer work you know during their uh, the gathering i mean ultimately people just need to know and that's all and once they know that you are there and uh, and what's your focus then the word you know word of mouth will start to do the rest of the mm. thing but someone but you need to introduce yourself first so, uh, the the other question i have is that we we're catering to all different age groups so uh, from mm-hmm. infancy so you focus on the on the mothers uh from infancy all the way to seniors and we have different services for you know for each so how do you develop a, a marketing strategy that's targeted to 
those specific uh, to those specific groups uh, of 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 people. So you know who which list which respond better to social media, which respond better to print, which respond better to meetings, that kind of stuff. Uh huh. So uh, so the first thing I, I will tell you that uh, in before you even target because so so when you are targeting infant either it's a you know you are saying literally starting from birth right um, and then uh, pediatrics and and then if if there's a uh, all these services uh, I would suggest that instead of trying to focus on the specific age group because uh, then you are of complicating it way too much is I would say you focus on the services. So whether it is the, you know, gynecology or pediatrics or, uh, you know, the cancer treatment or so, so the uh, bottom line is, and this, uh, we are talking mostly the, the digital marketing aspect of it, right? So it's the, the typical process now is that when people have a specific need, they would want to go and check the, uh, they, they will go on the website to find out, right? Either they will they will have someone who recommend to them, you know, either, you know, their friends or relatives or, uh, um, you know, their physician. So, so, so they would either do that uh, or they'll, and, and if they do that, they would still go and, and check on the website anyway. So right. you want to make sure that uh, you, if you are, if if you, you know, instead of breaking down your services uh, by the age group, if you if you do that by by the procedures, right? For, you know, for the specific uh, uh, requirements like pediatrics or cancer or you know, whatever. There, you know, you have there so many groups, and you already said so. All the services that you are offering, right, from dental to to eye care, to you know, ophthalmology, you know, what exactly like you said in the beginning, that is how I would position. Uh, mm -hmm. And it will automatically fall into it because you, as you know, uh, certain uh, diseases is more you know, prevalent in uh, older group versus certain would be for very young group for, uh, you know, or you know, the young people or, or kids. Um, so that, that is how I would suggest. Because you know, for a smaller community, targeting for you know by age group will become uh, you know again you are just doing the, uh, just too much analysis. You know those strategies work, by the way, if you have something that is a national level, you know, right. with, a, with a large budget, because then you know what TV program they watch, you know what newspaper they read. In a in a small segment uh, area, that won't make sense for you. So, but right. so long you are focused on your area, you will already cover it. And obviously, when they, if someone goes to the website and and they're looking for pediatric services, or you know, then obviously you want to make sure that on that page they have kids. So, so something that they can relate to, and mm -hmm. and then you should be fine. Don't don't worry too much about having how targeting a specific age group. Just yes. just focus on the services that you are offering and the age group, appropriate age group will find you anyway. Yeah, so it, uh, I think that's uh, good advice and I uh, I appreciate it. Uh, traditionally, at least in the US, it's the, mm -hmm. it's the woman in the family, right? That uh, determines, you know, the healthcare and, and uh, and makes appointments and encourages her her family to get treated. It it's been very difficult, especially in poorer neighborhoods, to get men mm -hmm. to uh, to get to care uh, for a lot of reasons. It's it's usually presumed that it's because you know they're afraid or they don't want to go to the doctor or admit that they're weak. Um, but there's also some very valid reasons, like they're working hard. Um, yeah. And I mean, and and I know we've made our hours accessible because uh, we're <laughs> opening um, uh, later 
during the week and uh, we're opening on Saturdays and are looking at eventually opening even on a Sunday. But my question mm -hmm. is, how do you how do you, what strategy would you use to get uh, more men into our practice? Do you target the, the, the woman in the family? You target the men? Do you target both? You, uh, what you would you recommend? That you, you, you have to target the women in the family to start with, because like you said, you know, they are, uh, they are also, um, they are the ones who are more worried about these kind of things. I mean, you know, the I wouldn't say the older people probably you are, you are fine, but the younger people they also don't feel like they need to see the doctor, right? You right. Know, like oh, I'm healthy. Right. So definitely for uh, for regular checkup, you know, you want to reach out to uh, the women. But having said that, again, when someone is is you know you get their attention they should feel like, okay, this is, this is the service that is designed for them. So how you are uh, positioning uh, the site and, and of course, you know, as simple as what kind of pictures are there on, on the site. So do they feel like, oh, you know, this is for me also. Uh, will, a lot of things will take care of it, but in terms of targeting, you want to start definitely by women, but then they, I, if, if there are, areas if, uh, where if you feel, if, if you find out that the, this community, the, uh, the male people of this community males, they, if they congregate somewhere, you know, whether it is game or whatever play or something, then that's where you, you, can, you can reach out in, and you can see if there's a way for you to, to talk to them. And, then, and again, the thing, one good thing about you is the kind of service that you're providing, um, you are going to be most welcome at, you know, most, at most of the places uh, if you want to reach out to them, either, uh, you know, it, either by in-person or video or even the, uh, the paper published or sending mm -hmm. someone flyer and just distribute it. Uh, you know, you, the service yeah. that people are going to, I don't yeah. need it. But using again men as an example, uh, what kind of language or tools would you use to try to convince them to come and get uh, care? Um, you know, because I'm not a big believer in, in fear. Like, if you don't come, you're going to die from hypertension, kind of thing. But I may yeah. be wrong. Uh, so, exactly. What would you so recommend? That, that, uh, so, so, that is where, it, it, you know, testimonials and reviews from other men will will help you so it's, mm. it's it's just a matter of again finding uh you i'm sure that in any event not 100 percent of the male won't show up so when you have someone there uh someone in the clinic uh, you can just it's as easy as just getting a, a a video done on your iphone just do an interview and say share can you share with uh with your uh with with your community why they should be getting this testing you know what was the benefit you have so when you have those uh, test kind of testimonials the especially the video ones but but even the written testimonials that you can that will help you communicate with uh, the other males because they you want you want to bring something to their attention that they can relate to and they mm. will definitely relate someone like them talking about and 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 telling them why they did that and what kind of benefit they got. So we should put like put that up on our website. Oh yeah, web definitely a website. You, you should put them up and then then also see if you can uh, promote it in the uh, that uh, those uh, videos in their community. Uh -huh. I would put those videos on the on the website for sure and. Uh, and so, so that they can, and so suppose if there are five ethnic groups that you're targeting, if you have, uh, you know, spread out uh, the testimonials from all sort of people. So if you can, if you have picture and, uh, and test, in any testimonial is always good, right? <laughs> you know, or right. reviews. 
is good, but if you have picture and testimonial, it is better than just testimonial. If you have video testimonial, that, that nothing uh, you know competes with that. So, so that's what I would I would definitely want to do that, and you want to put it on on the website. So, anyone visiting there can immediately relate to it. Mm. And what about when we go out and speak to them uh, to inform them of the illness? Besides the testimonial, is is there a particular way we should address uh, people that either have uh, false beliefs, let's put it that way, or uh, are fearful of getting uh, medical care? Do you have any advice for that? Or yeah, so so there's a, one of the best things you can do is if again financially, if it is feasible. To uh, I would say if you offer them uh, you know free testing of any kind you know that helps because that reduces their uh, resistance right you you want to reduce the resistance and it's just a matter of people starting to realize that okay this is helpful and uh, I mean you know when you are trying to break this traditional uh, really mindset issues you know that it won't happen in one day anyway. It will, you know, you almost have to convert one by one, but the first conversion will be much harder than the second and the third will be much much easier than the, uh, you know, than the second and fourth and, and so on. So you do get a snowball effect where all of a sudden everything is false in your place is the first time is the hardest. So, um, I mean, if you, I don't, it all depends on what you're trying, what you're addressing, but, you know, offering a, you know, free test could be one, one way to break that barrier. And, and mm. once you have done it, some people, and now you, you have their testimonial, you encourage them to go and tell other people you have their testimonial on the website. So that's what I was saying. You know, it, it will, eventually it will have a snowball effect where this will be a, a non-issue. And, if you wanted a market uh, based on an illness-based approach, what? Uh, how do you figure out? Should I do diabetes? Should I do hypertension? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So, so again, so if you're talking about hypertension, right? Uh, just first thing is educating people about hypertension. I mean, we always read about, uh, or I have seen ads where they're the most silent killer, right? Hypertension, you don't even know you have hypertension. But educating there it will be very helpful. Is how do you educate them about uh, testing, checking whether they have hypertension or not? Um, you know, they, they can literally walk into a CBS store and get it for free, but, you know, can they come to your your uh, office to check it? But it, there it, it will take some education um, you know, Dr. Mishan, because otherwise uh, it will be, you know, just telling them that you could have, uh, you know, the scare doesn't work. Let me put this here. So this is scaring them that if you don't have it, you will, will die. It's, it's more like educational thing. And, uh, and they're, they, again, these are, uh, you know, you're trying to change someone's mindset. So this is not going to be instant. But yeah, you know, Generally speaking, for disease, if you educate them, so I'm I'm sure that your website has a lot of educational material so that they can go and find out. They go to the website and say, "Oh, do I have any of this symptom? Then should I get it checked?" And uh, you know, maybe you, you can even create a quiz that they can take a quiz and say, "Do I have this? Do I have this? I have mm. you know headache and all." And then based on that, it just makes a suggestion like get your free um, testing done or, or some, somewhere along those lines. So you but, want to educate, you want them to identify and, you know, comfortably on their own so that they can, they don't feel like anyone is watching them, right? Mm -hmm. And then, then after, uh, once they have seen it, then hopefully enough people will say, okay, I want to go and get the free test. Um, you know, forward and, and get it done. So I, I would definitely do that. If you have created a quiz uh, where someone can just answer some questions and say, hey, you know, this is this should be the, the answer. If you have this many yes, no, 
then then you have you should get checked right or or something just make it again make it easy for them to identify whether they need your service or not because like we already established in the very beginning you know you have a very this group where a lot of people don't feel like they need any healthcare services right uh, so it's just persuading them to mm-hmm. have to get done is just help them identify you know does it work for them or not that's that's a great suggestion i like the idea of of the, giving them a quiz that they answer themselves uh mm-hmm. and then that uh, we could talk about and they can realize that they have a particular um issue in making yeah. um in making a website for a health center what do you mm-hmm. think that some of the mistakes that that uh, that we should avoid so uh, so first thing you don't want to make it very uh, generic uh, you you want to make sure that you uh, see a lot of the people they don't put a lot of thought in when they're doing a website. So you are in a business, right? You have your own philosophy. You already shared with us, you know, your qualification, why you decided to have your first center in Bronx. You, you need to express that, you know, right there. Not like, you know, I'm here to, as your savior, but, but it's like, you know, it's, it's my philosophy, you know, we, uh you know we are focusing on on this area so first thing first is you are going to your website i should immediately know who you are what your beliefs are right and uh, and why you are different uh, and very few websites do that so if if you just said you know we are a burn center or we are orthopedic you know uh practice or you know we have six gynecologists uh that that again is not conveying to me how you are different from other people. So you want to sit down and say, okay, this is how I am different. This is my philosophy and express it very clearly because you see what will happen is people who will agree with your philosophy, you don't have to sell them anymore. They are like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm the right. And, and not everyone is going to agree with your philosophies, but you cannot convert them anyway. I mean, you That's know, we, true. we have a same, in uh, marketing that you know i i'm not looking for 100% market share <laughs> it's just <laughs> not available because whatever you do some people won't come uh, so so yeah so that i would so number one you want to make sure that people going there they know immediately why you are different from everyone else what's your basic philosophy and then you you want to uh, to share you know what are the areas you know, like we already talked about what, what sort of uh, uh, disease that, uh, th- you know, that they can come to this location for, for treatment. Uh, and then within that, you also want to show to them, you know, the expertise so that they feel like, okay, if I have whatever, if, if, if you know, I, I, am, I have a backache, I can go there and they have the, you know, this expertise that they can, uh, you know, take care of me, right? So you want to make sure, you know, talk about, which means that you want to to also talk about your physicians in there. You want to talk about, in the specific section, you want to talk about any equipment that you have that makes people feel like you are latest. So anything you can do so to make people feel like, yes, you have the expertise in the area, right? So that's the second thing. And third is which, almost all the people I see make that mistake uh, is if you have, if you are in a, in a, in an area with a lot of ethnicities, you have a multiple language website. You know, it's not like you need six websites, but someone should be able to quickly, when they go to the, to your site, should be able to switch to Spanish or, you know, whatever, Hindi or whatever this language that right. whatever the kind of uh, people are there, you, they should be able to find it. So, yeah, I mean, you just don't make it too generic. It's like we are a hospital. And and the other thing is that people always talk more about themselves. Instead, you want to, to talk about 
your audience and what kind of benefit they can expect. So, uh, so but again, the, so long you are clearly talking about your philosophy to healthcare. Like, so if you are talking about, even uh, when it comes to, we talked about hypertension, Right. We should just if you if you talked about how prevention is critical and and how easy it is and and you you your belief in prevention it led you to these tests right that you can you can test upfront and that either you have a peace of mind that says I don't have any problem you know or if I find something then then I should go and and get treated and again just express yourself like you are who you are and and the people who will who will agree with your with with your approach with your philosophy you have them and then you don't have any competition mm, that's that's excellent advice and i'm thinking that maybe we could even uh, put the quiz up on on the website oh definitely you want to yeah. do that on the website yeah that's uh, a quiz that's a very good idea because right there, your advantage is that suppose someone, I take a quiz and, and uh, I score, I'm just throwing a number, 10 out of 25, which means that, uh, you know, I should get checked because uh, I may have XYZ, right? You know, there, there, there is a potential or whatever probability that I may have, I should get checked for, for these things. Then right there, you can also put a form and you know, you're not telling them to do that, but you say, if you want, say, you know, right here, fill up the form and set up your free, um, you know, uh, whatever meeting, if that's what you're right. offering. I'm just saying, I'm saying that you do free, but, or if you say, you know, just fill up the form to get an appointment. Uh, so whatever the next step, so on, on, on site, it will be much easier, right? On, because then you can even see how many people took, took the quiz. You, you know, your analytics will tell you and then you'll know how many people, you know, set up the appointment. And then, then that will give you an idea uh, again about, you know, where, where maybe you need, you need to make some changes to improve if, if that requires improvement. Uh, and then of course, even when you do this, uh, I suppose a brochure or sheet that you go and distribute, make sure that there's a very easy call to action. Either it's a phone call here and set up a, uh, appointment or uh, just uh, go to this website and set up appointment but the call to action is very important after they have yes. taken a quiz uh, there should be a very uh, well-defined call to action okay. uh, and in terms of um, social media you know like how do you know whether to go to uh, Facebook Instagram uh, TikTok you know it's like huh. it's, such a so, pain. So that, <laughs> uh, uh, that is really driven, Dr. Mishnan, by uh, where your target audience are, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, if, if they, and they, that typically requires, especially with this new community, it may require a little bit of research to find out. I, you know, the Facebook seems like everyone is there, but then among the small community, are they there or not? Is a very interesting question. Um, you know, they are the how how active they are in social media on that in in that area. So, someone will have to do a little bit of research. But the the there is no magic. Uh, I would say uh, uh, this uh, uh, platform that you say, oh, this it doesn't matter. Do this one because mm -hmm. even like something like Facebook where it looks like everyone is there, but then, then you know that younger people are, are not active on Facebook. Right. So, you know, they, they're active on, on I mean, they are more active on Instagram actually than Facebook. And then, they, you know, even for the younger people now, they, they wear to TikTok and all. So it will totally depend on your uh, target audience, where they are, and then you can have a, a strategy, uh, social media strategy to reach out. But, but one thing I will tell you that you don't plan on just just bombarding every social media uh, is, you know, generally speaking, is not, not effective. No. You want to be very and and you want to conquer one at a time. Even if you find out that there's these three platforms, 
where your uh, target audience uh, congregate, you want to pick up one at a time. And mm. uh, just go after one, make sure that you have totally optimized that. Uh, only then you go to the next one. Obviously, uh, if you are a large company, they would say, okay, if these are the five areas, I want to go immediately at five, but they also have a lot of money to throw. In your case, you want to go slow, make sure that it is effective, and then then once it is effective, then you go to the next one and the next one and the next one. Right. That's, uh, that's excellent, uh, excellent uh, advice. Uh, and I appreciate Thank it because you. Uh, you, you don't want to, you know, you're right. You can't be generic and go all over the place. Otherwise, uh, it's not going to work and, and you lose... Uh, you lose focus yes. uh, to some extent also. Um, what about getting people? So I know you had mentioned um, that getting testimonials is very helpful, but we have mm -hmm. people that, for example, don't want to get the COVID vaccine uh, for a lot of myths that are, you know, wrong. Got it, got it. Mm -hmm. so, so how do you... Um, how do you reach out to, to those people? Any other suggestions uh, in addition to the testimonial? Yeah, so so obviously, you see, when no matter what community you pick up, right, you always have some who have already taken COVID, right? You know, and so, so the idea here is that you have to persuade them, right? Uh, you, know, and, you know, this is why I've always said that uh, unfortunately, our policy of scolding people and saying that you are stupid, you're not taking vaccine, it doesn't work because that almost turns people into a kid. You know, when, when you start telling your kid, you know, don't do that, and the, the first reaction is they will just fold their hand and like, ah, oh, you know, you're not going to make me do this. Uh, so, so that, and, and, and then there are misconceptions, so that's where the education comes in, right? So we, we have to persuade. It, it has to be education. I mean, I have myself, I'm just baffled that even, you know, nationally, I see all the news media always talking about these people, they are stupid, they are not doing a vaccination, and they don't, they don't share the stats, right, which is so out there. I mean, I was just talking to a, a you know, our friend who happens to be a, a nurse in a, in a, you know, very large local uh, you know, it's, it's a community hospital, county hospital. Mm -hmm. and I was asking, it's like, okay, I think how how bad is this? Is a couple of months back when Delta was in full, you know, full blown, and she told me that, you know, 99% uh, of our uh, hospitalized patients are the ones who have not taken vaccine. I don't think okay. that that is talked about as much. I, I'm sure that that is the, the stats, but if the, if the same media, instead of scolding, if they were talking about, here's a new stat, right? We had 100,000 new uh, hospitalization uh, out of this, this is how this is the breakdown. And just be very honest, like, okay, you so, so that at least some people are, uh, so if it said that, well, if you are not vaccinated, and you're over 70 and you have asthma, you mm. better get it immediately because that's, you know, 80% of the patient who died because of that. At least you, you will have that community say, okay, uh, I better do that, right? So persuading, by the, by the way, the best way to persuade is, is share the facts uh, and, uh, and treat people like smart, you know, that they, they're not dumb. I mean, treat them like they're intelligent people. They know what's good for them. Uh, and, and that will be my suggestion. Again, Dr. Mishman will never convert 100% of the people to become a big believer in vaccine. I mean, some people are, are not going to, to buy it. They won't going to buy it. But then the best way to do that is, is through persuasion. Uh, I'm telling you, we're talking about the same mother. If you had the right kind of information that you are able to share, simply in your hospital that you are associated with this like hey you know i don't know about the rest the whole world but i'm in new york and you know i'm involved in this five hospitals and here are the stats for this hospital 
that will open the eye and, and hopefully every time someone sees that uh, out of 100, three or four people will say, well, I, I think I, I should get it vaccinated. Because I don't mm-hmm. believe that we really emphasize the, you know, the, the cost-benefit ratio, right? If, mm-hmm. if someone is saying, I can have this disease, then telling them that, okay, the, the, the risk of that versus the risk of not getting vaccinated, why it is bad. And it has to be the real answer. Uh, right. so, so I know for a lot, I mean, I know, by the way, some young people here and they are nothing, they're not religious or anti-vaxxer or all those things that I keep on hearing on the radio. They don't, they're not vaccinated. They're like, I, I'm very young. I mean, I don't need it. Right. And, you know, there's one guy I know who said, I already got it. I had uh, COVID, mm-hmm. so why <laughs> need to vaccine, get vaccinated? Uh, I don't know if there's uh, any anything that you can, if there's a, if, but I am telling you, if, if there was a logical reason why they should, they still should, uh, some of them could definitely be persuaded. So I would, uh, my suggestion to vaccine and all, any kind of, when you see the resistance among the people, I you have to treat them like uh, they are intelligent people and just try to persuade them. You will never persuade 100%, but if no. you have done your, you know, if you can even get 15% to move in your direction, that, you know, that's how much you have helped the humanity anyway. Yes, that's, that's, uh, that's great advice. I really appreciate it. Um, so, 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 so Dr. Krishnan, I know we have like, uh, I think we have, you know, five more minutes. So I just wanted to make sure that if you have any question, any major question, then uh, I don't want that to be left out. No, Mr. Prasad, I think you've answered all the questions that I've had. Uh, uh, this has been extremely, extremely uh, helpful. I've been taking notes as you were speaking <laughs> uh, and giving me uh, this advice because it, I, I find it to be right on target. Okay, wonderful. And and by the way, uh, you know, it's I I'm telling you that the relationship don't end with, you know, with uh, just with the podcast. So in say you know a month from now you have tried something and you are you are kind of intrigued about what's working or you know, is it working or is it not working? Feel free to uh, to call us. You know, I I am I'm very fascinated by uh, your community and. Just, you know, we don't charge money. You know, it's not like if you came and said, you know, we talked about this particular action, but when I'm trying it, this is what is happening. Uh, mm. You know, I'm, I'm all ears and I will give you my two cents. Uh, marketing, as you know, is is a lot of it is art. It's not a science. So it's, it's, there's a trial and error aspect of it. But anything, and, and also it educates me. So feel free to contact us if you ever need something, some some advice on on what, you know, if you're trying to do something and, and what, or even if you have something new to to do, even if it doesn't matter, it doesn't need to be, uh, you know, another podcast. See, that way, if I have helped you, then ne- next time when someone asks that question, I can answer that. That's great. I really, really appreciate that. And you may get a call, at least one call from me, because um, I'm, oh, I'm going to, yes, definitely. So I really appreciate that, that offer. Let me talk to you on that. Okay. Thank you. All right. Then, then, then thank you, uh, Dr. Mishnah. Alegria Health and Wellness uh, Health Center is located in the South Bronx, one of the poorest and sickest counties uh, in the nation. We chose that area specifically because we're dedicated to treating the underserved and because our focus is not just on the organ that's sick in a person, but in treating the person as a whole human being so that we focus not just on the heart in a patient that has heart disease, but what is the impact of that um, of that disease on the person. That is, what is the illness and how does it manifest? What are the things that they, they can and cannot do and how we can help them with that? And we also focus on other social issues 
that the person may have that may impair the way that they're able to take care of themselves. So be it whether they're, um, they have issues with their rent, whether they have problems with their significant other or with their uh, kids or relatives, whether they are depressed, all of those things impact the wellness of a person and how well they can manage their, their illness. And in order to do that, we provide not just uh, traditional medical care, uh, pediatrics, OBGYN, um, internal medicine, subspecialty care, dental care, and behavioral health care, which is crucial to, because anyone who's got more than one or two chronic illnesses is bound to have some level of depression. But we also have a care management team that uh, reaches out to the person to identify all of those types of issues that I, that I have mentioned. We are also believe in the patient-centered care. So if the person wants to take care of caregiving at home, we're able to do that with a, not just with telehealth or with a portable medical kit uh, that uh, anyone with some training can wheel remotely, can uh, wheel like a stethoscope um, that's Bluetooth enabled that the doctor can listen to remotely, uh, which is uh, very helpful uh, as well. So, we also believe in our center that instead of having the patient go to different areas, that once the person's in the exam room, everything happens in that exam room. So they don't have to be shuffled off to blood test or an EKG or to finish the appointment. Once the, the physician or pra nurse practitioner or PA provides the, the care, the medical assistant comes in, draws any bloods or EKG that needs to get done and exits the patient. If there's any medical patient education that needs to get done, the nurse enters the room and then uh, is followed by the medical assistant. So we really believe in patient-centered, people-centered care. That is Alegria Health and Wellness. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Founders Corner podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you are interested in being a guest, be sure to visit our main page at www.gmrwebteam.com forward slash the founders.